Welcome to the Manifestation Kitchen podcast, where I open our cooking pot so inspirational geniuses who heal the world with food, word, touch and movement can add their ingredients for our culinary pleasure of the soul. I am your host, Victoria Dio. Today we have the inspirational and amazing Carly Mellors Blair. I met Carly two years ago and she's indeed a shining beacon. She is a leading specialist in the holistic health industry and the proud founder of Nature's Pharmacy. To date, she has healed over 30,000 people. There's so much more to Carly than meets the eye. So let's get cooking and see what she's got for us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Manifestation Kitchen. And today we have the amazing Carly Mellows Blair. (laughs) My girl. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome to Manifestation Kitchen. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, So, First things first, we met, I can't believe it, but it's over two years ago. Seriously, where did that time go? <laughs> and I just remember this gorgeous girl in these funky skirts and just dancing away. So we met at a, a Gary V event. Business Squared event, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. And it's so crazy because I made... A number of friends from that event which is really funny because I was sat at the back and I was going through my journey at the time so I was sat at the back and everybody else I knew was right at the VIP end and stuff and you but you guys all came to the back I made such amazing friends with you guys so thank you for the friendship again it was kind of just like energy connect right Um, and yeah it's kind of like Oh my god, energy. I think it was your crystal that I was drawn to at first because you know that I love a crystal, right? Um, yes. so I think, yeah, I think you had a beautiful, I can't even remember what you had on now, but you had a beautiful crystal on, and it was your crystal that called me first, and yeah. then it was all from there. Yeah, that crystal, that crystal has a story to tell, that's for sure. For those of you that are interested about the crystal, it was a Moldavite crystal, and it was. Yeah, it was Moldavite. I've lost it now, believe it or not. Um, but it, it's well, because it was time to move on, right? Right, it had done its job. And actually, I lost it after I'd been anointed as a, an oracle in Africa and stuff. So literally, it just disappeared. Ah. Yeah. So, but it was a it was a, a Moldavite in a in a heart in a metal heart and stuff. So yeah, it was stunning. So, Carly, Carly, you have been. I mean, I read your bio, and I'm. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that one, you've been doing this job for almost 20 years, but most importantly, you've actually healed over 30,000 people. That's hands-on. That isn't kind of the energetic stuff that I've done. You know, somebody asked me a couple of years ago and said, do you know how many people you've actually, how many lives you've touched? And I was like, no. (laughs) Like, Well, maybe you should actually have a look, kind of do your calculations. And I was like, how do you go about doing that? So they basically took my schedule and had a look into this whole kind of mathematical breakdown, which was way above my head, and came back and said, you've actually had your hands contact on 30,000 people to date. And that's without kind of like the live stuff that I do now or the workshop stuff that I do. And it's like, that blew my mind. It really did. Humbled me hugely. Um, but yeah, great number, right? 
Yeah, absolutely stunning. Um, I mean, I read it and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, 30,000. I'm so glad that you explained how you calculated it because I was like, I have no idea how she would have done that. And that's excluding anything that's been remote, uh, distance, energy, or people who you've healed just by walking past you. And what exactly. happened? You know what I mean? Now, I'm yeah. so pleased to have you on here because the premise of Manifestation Kitchen. It was all about helping women, for me anyway, it's all about me helping women in the corporate world who are feeling stuck, losing their voice, and just empowering them to find their purpose again. And that comes from healing with food, word, touch. And I've extended it to movement for this podcast, for this podcast so I can get people in who help with body movements and everything else. And one of the things that really drew me to you is in Nature's Pharmacy on Facebook, because I'm a member on there, and well done. You've got over, you've got about a thousand and a half people on there. I remember when you started that group, not so long exactly. ago, right? Yeah. So, um, yes. But most importantly, one of the reasons why I came to you was because I was like, I'd love to hear your story because there's, there's an amazing background there that I, I know in your bio, it tells me like a little teeny weeny bit of it. So I just love to want to hear your story and then we can talk about what you do in nature's pharmacy. Okay. Well, um, where do I start? Let me start with the, you know, the, the diagnosis and mm. basically waking up paralyzed. Okay. Um, at the time, I was a grade A student at Loughborough University. I was studying for my bachelor's degree mm -hmm. in um, communications and political science. Right. And I had two jobs. I had a beautiful six month old baby boy. Um, and I was like striving thriving kind of like this is what I want to do I and I woke up paralyzed wow. all down the right hand side of my body wow. um paralysis Bell's palsy so half of my face is just completely melted um and I couldn't see very well and I couldn't talk and I kind of brushed it off right mm. and it's like no 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 it'll be fine come on come on yeah. Carly get up um and it's not until my mum phoned me and she said this is like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, are you drunk? <laughs> and I was like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. We're just six months old. I don't think so. Um, and she said, right, stay there. Don't move. And and that kind of, I didn't realize that it was as bad as it was. And then my partner was like, okay, Carly, you need to look at your face. And I was like, why? So when they kind of came in and they showed me, they immediately thought and said that I'd had a stroke. So rushed off to hospital and I I was in bits I'll be honest I you know I'd not been ill as such mm. up until that point um so once I got into hospital and they'd done all the scans and stuff and they said to me yeah unfortunately you've had a stroke I was 23 you know and I just didn't have time to have a stroke you got time to have a stroke <laughs> I like that so, I have to have a stroke I've got loads. I've got like essays that need to be handed in. I've got stuff that I need to do. You want to change um, the world. Say that again, sorry. You want to change the world. Right, all the way through. Yeah. And that was the whole point of me getting into politics because I wanted to be um, an investigative journalist and kind of like get into the system and just yeah. expose it from within. Well, um, so anyway, I was in hospital for about two weeks having all sorts of invasive tests and yeah. I was getting progressively worse. Um, and anybody that knows anything about having a stroke, you kind of, you have the stroke and then it leaves you where you are, you know? Um, but I was getting worse. 
so they said okay you've definitely not had a stroke Mm. which you know I, I was absolutely pissed mm. at that because they'd, they'd been yeah. poking me and prodding me I'd been yeah. on a stroke ward yeah. with so many of the patients that were like in their 70s 80s 90s you know mm. I couldn't even go to the toilet on my own I had to like be fed and taken to the toilet and be bathed and and you've had me there for two weeks and now you're telling me it's not a stroke wow. so I was transferred over to um, a neurology department and that's when the tests really ramped up and it came back. Well, I was sat with my then mother-in-law um, in this room and the, the specialist came in and this is how we delivered it. Okay. He went, so Carly, I have some good news and I have some bad news. The good news is you do not have any tumors on your brain. It's not cancer. The bad news, however, is there are a number of lesions. I'm afraid you have multiple sclerosis. Any questions? I was like, uh, multiple who? I'd never heard of, and I'd heard of multiple sclerosis, but I didn't know anybody with the condition. Didn't know what it meant. And he basically told me to quit university. Wow. He told me that... Um, never have any more children because that would be the worst thing ever. Mm. He told me that I'd never get a job because my health was going to be so unstable from here on in. Mm. And basically my only hope of a somewhat normal life would be to take a barrage of medication that hadn't been tried and tested. So at 23, I'm half paralyzed, half my face is melted. Mm. And he's kind of given me this prognosis of my future that you know just like well you might as well quit yeah. <sighs> so I took a very very deep breath and said thank you very much but um two fingers to you he clearly didn't know me at yeah. all so I I switched into research mode because that's my forte yeah um and I spent the next five to six days just going in on everything I could find on MS yeah. um and I, by the end of it, I had a list. I probably had about 100 questions. Wow. And when the consultants, and they came back in force, as they do, because they wanted me to trial a new drug, which was which is called beta interferon. It's not new anymore, but it was back then. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't answer 70% of my questions. I mean, there were so many, mm, well, we don't know. There hasn't been the long distance studies on this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it's going to leave me with, I, I need to have a lung function test to have this. I've got to have a liver function test to have this. I've got to have a heart test to have this. So presumably this medication that isn't guaranteed to mm. stop, reverse or halt MS mm. Mm. could leave me with liver issues, lung issues and heart issues. Or worse. Or worse. And I was like, well, surely, Carly, that's better than being paralyzed. Mm. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. No. no so against and I get it you know my family my friends the majority of people are like listen to the doctors sure. they know best you know yeah. that they are the professionals Carly yeah. you know you don't know anything about this no. but my innate my gut said to me don't do this because trust there is another way you trust know always trust you guys. oh always well, yeah seriously so um yeah I I refused the medical intervention that they offered me the long-term medical intervention that they offered me 
and began on a two decades worth of healing you know it took me 10 years um to reverse the condition halt everything and reverse it um but when i say hard work you know it's i think taking control of your own health is never an easy job anyway but when you're facing something like this that they say you could die from you know right. you may never walk again you could right. be blind yeah. it's the scariest thing ever yeah. and i think the the medical bullying that you get that yeah. how dare yeah. you challenges yeah you know w was immense yeah. so i looked at everything my diet my relationships my work everything basically stood on its head and changed it's but it took me 10 years, you know, and now we're what, 21 years since wow. the initial diagnosis? Wow, wow. And there you stand, the queen in her kingdom. Isn't that just, I, I'm, I didn't know this about you. So I'm so glad I asked that question because it's funny. I don't know if you experienced this at all, but with my clients, people come to you, they want healing in some form and they think it's going to happen like that. <laughs> but that's that's the kind of way society has yeah. has nurtured us you know yeah. that we, we're not looking at long term we're not looking at the work that needs to go in we want yeah. instant gratification you know and it's the same with food it's the same with study it's the same with healing you know is there a pill i can take no no, no. <laughs> there isn't no it takes a long time and i'm so glad that you talk about a couple of decades later 10 years to maybe sort of like just put your head above the sand that's yeah. how long it takes to heal and it's a gradual process but once you yeah. commit starting is the most important thing that's just an amazing i seriously didn't know about know that about you you see someone as gorgeous and as agile as yourself and as eloquent and successful and well you do and you know you don't you know there's a story but you never anticipate it's that story yeah <laughs> <laughs> my story's pretty unique but yeah it's, yeah um you know a lot of people do look at me now um especially those that knew me from then as well mm -hmm. and they're just like how did you do that and i'm like hard freaking work right you know there isn't right. any aspect of me that i didn't get on my hands and knees and scrub and yeah. you know for want of a better analogy that's literally what i had to do like get down in the cellar and yeah. look at all that shadow work and that yeah. stuff that i've been yeah. keeping from being a really young girl you know yes. and it all had to come out yeah. and to be healed yeah it, it's interesting because i'm actually doing some shadow work on myself at the moment and it's really interesting because even you know whether you've done this work for how many, no matter how many years you've done this work for there comes a time when you go okay now's my time to address this and it's so painful uh, yeah. it, it, you want to vomit half the time because you don't re you know what you're creating but you don't know what you're creating you don't know how <laughs> you don't it's know like how to box, right it's like until you open that lid you don't know how deep it goes you don't know how dirty it's going to get or what it's going to bring to the surface yep yeah and and i and i've taken it little pockets at a time in my journey right. well. yeah little pockets at a time and you get to one and it's so funny how you leave the most the, the, the most painful one to the end because you're like we'll deal with that later <laughs> 
come to that later. Um, what's really interesting, and again, I don't think a lot of our listeners, my listeners would have heard this, but you talk about addressing everything in your life. You looked at your relationships, you look at your food. A lot of people would look at food, but not necessarily look at relationships. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, and it's so important because I'm all about energy. If somebody says to me, Victoria, describe yourself. I'm like, I'm a ball of energy. That's, that's me. That's, that's me. My yes, head. you are. Yeah, that's me. Like you see me, you think energy. And we are all energy. And depending on who we associate with, you don't even realize that this can have a huge impact on you. I remember very quickly, um, I remember my chiropractor, funny, funny enough, I was speaking to him today, and he's also a client of mine. I remember years ago, before I started my journey, my intuitive journey, going to him and I think I was saying that I was getting headaches and I'm not a headache kind of girl I don't get headaches or stomach aches I just don't so I was like I'm having headaches it doesn't make sense and he said to me you're in a toxic relationship I said well I'm not in a relationship he goes no but you're with, friends. Yeah, <laughs> with you and your friends and and I was like and I, I remember sitting down at his desk and he James he just rolled his eyes and I said so there's so so and so person in my life, and so so and play, and they're not toxic. They're really nice people, and so so and so, and they're not toxic. And he went, "That's not what I'm talking about. Everything that you're going through, everything that you're resisting, and what they're resisting, it piles up into one, and it can affect you. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? And is there anything else you have to add on to that? A hundred and fifty percent. Do you know how many people told me all those years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I, I eat really clean and I've got an alkaline diet. Uh-huh. But then if you look at their their environment or even the relationship they've got with themselves, you know, and that's the, that's the fundamental one right there, you know. If you yeah. haven't got self-worth and self-love and, and self-growth, you yeah. know, you might as well live at McDonald's. And yes. that's like swearing to me. Seriously, yeah. it's like if you don't kind of look at the energetics, because people don't associate relationships or energy with a physical kind of manifestation, you know? And I was saying this to somebody earlier on, that psychosomatically, you can create so many issues in your body because it transfers and actually manifests in the physical. You know, just because it's up there doesn't mean that it doesn't come down here. And if if you're healing at the the most fundamental and cellular level, then energy is everything, everything. Yeah. So how did you, what did you do? What was the most, let let me ask you, because obviously it's a a very personal question, but what what were the key relationships that you went, no? Okay, so key relationships was my then- partner who after became my husband and then became my ex-husband bless him um but also my father and my relationship the the kind of daughter-father relationship that was just not there god rest his soul I'm lucky that I got to kind of really heal that before he passed over yeah um the mother-mother relationship also yeah and okay so I was raised the only black traveler. So I was raised on on fairgrounds. Okay. Oh wow! And I know, right? I've had such an interesting journey. I Seriously, my book, my book is coming out. Um, I am not my diagnosis at the beginning of next year. It's all in there. <laughs> it's wow. all in there. So I was raised on fairgrounds, and the fairground community is a very very close knit community, and it doesn't allow insiders. So here comes this like little chocolate drop that 
you know, for, for whatever reason, was never really accepted. So I had a daily barrage of um, bigotedness and ignorance and prejudice that I had to deal with from friends, family, you know, some mm. of the stuff that came out yeah. was really deep seated. So that was a huge one, kind of dealing with what I'd been through as a child wow. and just made to actually, you know, get on with it. Um, and then in the 70s, mixed race relationships were frowned upon. Yeah. You know, so not only the, the stuff that my dad had to go through because, yeah. you know, he was now with a white woman and had a mixed race child. Um, but it's also my mum had walked yeah. away from this massive community to have a relationship with a black man and a mixed race child or half caste or half breed, as we were known back then. Um, so all the energy from both of them and this massive cultural kind of mismatch between right. a showman and, you know, my dad was born in Jamaica, came over, forced to come over when he was 17. So he never really wanted to be here anyway. So there was a lot of cultural clashing that I didn't know as a child, uh, you know, really did affect me. Wow. Um, so that was another kind of, I think they were the three main ones. And then first of all, it was my own because I turned to food and being raised on a fairground, we had hot dog stalls. So I could eat all the crap I wanted to. Okay. I had hot dogs for breakfast and toffee apples for dinner. And, you know, yeah. so I was severely carrying way too much waste. Yes. Um, and oh, it, it's the way that I, I self soothed mm -hmm. through food. So, yeah. My, my journey into my own self worth. Mm -hmm. and a discovery of who I really was and who I wanted to be you know that was huge so I think that they're the key ones like those people that are closest to you mm -hmm. yourself and your, you know your direct partner wow it's, it's huge huge yeah, to really look at something to I mean as somebody who's you know I've worked on my weights on and off for years and it, it you know the more you delve into this work you see how much you you self-medicate because it's 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 more comfortable, comfortable yep. should we say into that and so so I completely get it and you know do it work do more work on it now but what's really interesting is the journey that I've been through and every time I, I go through different journeys and I and I acknowledge and work through it, more stuff comes up, more stuff comes up. It's never ending. And it's never one thing. It's so interesting that you talk about your dad and the fact that he never wanted to come here. And just that resistance and what that could have energetically, the effect that could have on you, your mum, you know, the family, his experiences here, his Thank health. You your health and people don't realize that right it, it, it's it's really interesting when it's I generational it really oh is the energy God. that we have you know it's generational there are so many threads all the way back through you know yeah. um it's, it's a lot of stuff that you know people just don't look at they no. really don't no and it takes and it takes someone I believe who doesn't just study this stuff but is gifted with the knowledge to be able yeah. to do this because you, you 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 can't just go into an exam room and pass an exam on this you have to delve so much deeper it's not academic at all no. it's beyond no. logic 
because if you look at and this is why this is why after a lot of knocking on my door to 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 surrender to my in, 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 intuition and my intuitive calling i now i now know that when i look at someone like you who has gone through all of this i know that there's no logical explanation as to why you're sat here looking, <laughs> looking the way you do but also but also doing what you do yeah you know i i see the way women interact with you i see when people come onto your lives and they speak and they interact and how they embody pretty much what you're saying and I know that these women wouldn't be doing that if you weren't helping them in some way. So for me, there's no logical explanation. It's beyond, you know, it's it's a divine inspiration. Yeah, and, it's, you know, and it's a blessing. I say that I, I'm I'm really fortunate that um, you know, like you said, as a healer and as an, an intuitive, and being in the industry that I am now, yeah. because once I graduated from university yeah. with a first class degree even though they told me I was never going to, with awards for my research, even told they told me to quit. Um, I worked as, as a researcher for a member of parliament for two years because that was my dream job, you know? And it was a friend of mine who wanted to go into physio that said to me, come and do a massage course, Carly. And I was like, oh, massage? I'm <laughs> academic. <laughs> and I did it for a year. She went yeah. on and on anyway, I did it. And by the end of it, it was just literally a light switch that was like, this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. As much as I want to help people and kind of expose certain things about the system that, that we're living in, yes. that's not the route to do it through. This yeah. is the route to do it through. So yeah. I quit my job. Everybody went, are you crazy? Yeah. You fought so hard to be there and now you're just going to quit? Yes. And you bought a massage couch and you've had some Vista print business cards and <laughs> now that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so interesting you're saying this because I had a conversation this morning and I'm not going to allude too much to it, but it was all about um, the work that I do hands on and how, you know, finding that one thing that you can use to add into your toolbox that will mirror everything else that you do. So a bit of an aha moment for me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to elaborate on that. I'll speak to you yeah. about another time, but okay. one <laughs> so, um, what, so if people would come to you now, if, if somebody came to you now, so, you know, I've told people to look out for your book. So, you know, but most importantly, if they came to you now and said, you know what, I can really resonate with Carly. How can you help them? How do you help people? So depending on kind of what ailments they come to me with or, yes. you know, whereabouts they are in life. Yes. I just, it's one of the beauty about my retreats that we haven't been able to do this year. <laughs> but I basically take people out of their everyday routine yes. and kind of stop them in their tracks and say, okay, do you know what? If you could do anything in the world, mm -hmm. money is no object. Time mm -hmm. is no object. Mm -hmm. Responsibilities that you think you have is no object. Yes. What would you be doing? You know, and most of them go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the time to question because you will never know unless you ask yourself. Yes. And the more you ask, the yes. more it will come through, you know. Yes. Yes. And for those that say, oh, I'd be doing this or I'd be doing that, I'm like, okay, let's make a plan. Okay. And we set out, and I call it a flight plan. Yes. And we work through, I kind of reverse engineer, where do we want to be this time in 12 months? Yeah. And then I help them reverse engineer it back to literally, what do I need to do 
today that takes me one step closer to where I need to be in 12 months. Beautiful. So the the uh, retreats will come. They'll be back next year. In the meantime, in the meantime, how else are you helping people? Because I know you're busy. So I know you're still helping people. So, <laughs> so I, I'm seeing an awful lot of um, digestive issues right. at the moment. Loads right. of digestive issues. And it's two things. One, because most people aren't living their purpose or haven't found their purpose or they're swallowing their emotion, like pushing it down. Um, and it's just been festering in their gut. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with the food that people yeah. are eating, because it's all about convenience. Nobody's got time to cook, yeah. you know, rush. they're not, yeah, it's just rush, rush. And they're just chemically laden. You know, yeah. I think we're just nutritionally so starved as a society. Yeah. Um, so I do a range of different intolerance testing. I do vitamin and mineral analysis, mm -hmm. and then we do food planning. Um, and we kind of work out all of that, but ultimately, Mm. that's kind of like one aspect of it but I like to dig deeper than that so some people will come to me and go oh you know it might be IBS yeah. I'm bloated I'm like okay so yeah. I do all that the kind of the scientific stuff that gives them the hard right you can't have dairy for example or you know yeah. wheat is off the list and then I say so what have you been hiding what <laughs> aren't you expressing <laughs> And then, yeah, so that's it the tears come and then yeah. how did you know <laughs> and then, yeah. then we can get to work then then that's when the real work starts yeah i i hear you i hear you it's really funny because i get clients who come to me and go i don't know what's wrong but just take a look at me and i'm like okay we're gonna start from there are we and it, and it's the same thing how further you dig deep and dig deep and dig deep until you find a core purpose but have you realized it's funny how you talk about finding your purpose because that for me, I honestly believe that's why I was put on this earth to help people find their purpose. Mm. Have you realized that if you haven't found your purpose, that there is just this sense of what the hell is going on? Yeah. And, you know, especially in this year of this massive energetic elevation that we're going through, mm -hmm. so many people are like, for the first time, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know what I want to do. I'm yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yes, okay. isn't it amazing? I, I think it's yeah. amazing for people like you and I because now the clients are just coming as opposed to us looking for the clients because now people are just going, I don't know. Like I've just had a moment to think and I know that yeah. I don't want to do this job for another 20 years, another five years, another 10 years. And okay. uh, yeah, so I know you've talked about digestive systems, but in mm -hmm. this, especially in this time in, with the virus happening and everything else, what else has been really prominent with your clients, do you think? Stress levels and um, helping them just to kind of put things into perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so helping them with their different stress techniques and kind of turning off the news. People, if you're still watching the news mm. and you're wondering why you're having palpitations and yeah. can't sleep, this yeah. is why. Yeah. Um, and kind of like the radiation, the energy, mm. right? And helping people really protect themselves and, and boost their system from within. Teaching them people the basics of our immune system. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. there for a job, you know. It's it's the most advanced defense mechanism on this planet. Yeah. But systematically, it's being attacked and being weakened by, you know, 
let's not get into that too deep, but certain guidelines that are stripping. And there's no way people are getting sick, regardless of any virus out there, you know? Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry about that. Um, No, I say to my clients a lot that there comes a time when you just have to take responsibility for yourself. Amen. <laughs> I remember there was, you know, there was an announcement in the first lockdown or prior to the first lockdown that said, oh, you can go to work now. And everybody went a day early and then blamed the prime minister for not giving a clear message. And my question was, is it safe to go out? where are you going where are you going if the if he had said jump over a cliff on tuesday would you have done that or do you take precautions in the best way that you know how and take your responsibility rather than blaming somebody else it was just an interesting you know maybe i'm not giving it the full context but anybody that remembers that moment it went on the news for about a week and the only reason why I know that I don't have a television but the only reason I know that was because it kept on coming up on my feed on my phone going prime minister's been told this and I'm like even that the fact that you know this is for the first time and come on let's be honest we have record levels of cancer record levels of obesity record levels of heart disease record levels of so many things that all could be classed if we're judging it by this as epidemics you know as pandemics but never before in history have we been been bombarded with the same message over and over and over it's almost like we're being programmed into programmed yeah yeah Yeah. um but yeah and and i think again going back to that as a society that likes a quick fix Mm. we like to give our responsibility over we've been programmed that way you know teachers are there to teach we're not here to educate our own children doctors are there to heal us because we can't do that ourselves police are there to protect us because you know we're all so weak and feeble you know and Actually, the idea of taking responsibility is so alien to us right across the board. Yeah. Right across the board. Yes. I was watching a live this afternoon and a woman said, I need so-and-so to tell me. I need so-and-so to tell me about my business. And my thought process was, but you already know how amazing this is. You already know. You can get guidance, but you're looking for approval. Then you tend to end up sabotaging yourself with. And this is why I love reconnecting women, especially um, with their intuition, because I just believe that it just puts us so much more in touch with our higher selves that Mm -hmm. we don't need somebody else to tell us what's right and what isn't. No, we know. Yeah. So let's go into Nature's Pharmacy. Uh, I just want to know, what what happens in Nature's Pharmacy? Do you want to tell people? Because I'm telling them to look for you in there. So you're going okay, to have so I've got kind of like a few branches to my healing tree, okay? Yeah. So I started in clinic at the Healing Touch Academy. So that's kind of like my hands-on work. Yeah. Um, and that's where I kind of fix trapped nerves, frozen shoulders, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I found myself after a few years that I was giving that much nutritional advice out because for me it's no good me kind of fixing something here and then you going home and doing exactly the same thing and eating rubbish and not having enough fluid so I qualified as a nutritional therapist Mm -hmm. 
And then from there, I just found that I had this whole influx of people that just came for nutritional advice. So Nature's Pharmacy was born. Um, And I was just finding myself more and more. There's more. So there's only so much I can do here in clinic, right? Because time is limited. And when you kind of work one to one, you've got a really small ceiling, right? So. I took Nature's Pharmacy online and the main platform to find me on is Facebook. There are other ones, but that's where I am most of the yeah. time. Okay. Um, and we do everything from, I've, we've got a virtual, we've got a book club, we've got a film club. Um, when we kind of, we read together, we share different exercises together. You know, I we, one of our last reads was called Energetic Squared. Mm-hmm. And I'm just teaching people how, or helping people to remember, because it's not me teaching them, I'm mm-hmm. helping them to remember um, that just how magical they are, you know, and how you can actually manipulate this energy in both ways by just thinking the wrong thing all the time over and over. Right. Or if we kind of flip that and think the right thing over and over, you can change everything. Um, and then during this kind of like, um, I prefer to say, yeah, timed out rather than lockdown, because you know what? I've never been locked down. I've been timed out and I quite enjoyed my time. I like your attitude as you start talking about it and stuff. Simply, <laughs> never, been, never been locked down. So I launched the, the homegrown show where I just wanted to help, um, local business owners that kind of make, form, grow their own products to sell. Mm -hmm. So then pretty much like what you're doing now, you know, Mm -hmm. I get them on and we have a chat about it and I help them to boost their sales. Um, And I I love that, you know, it's just about giving back. Yeah. And then just the inspiration, you know, if you kind of woke up and you're having a really crap day, most people kind of say, Carly, I'm so glad that you're consistent on here because I know that I can just jump on, check the page, Yes. And there's something that's going to actually make me go, do you know what? That makes so much sense. Wow. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. <sighs> God. So what else? So we know where people can find you. So for those of you who are listening to this on audio, if you go to Nature's Pharmacy on Facebook, you can yeah. find Carly. And then she's also got her new book, which is I Am Not... I am not my diagnosis. Is that right? So yes, that's right. On here so that we get to see it on the on the scrolling bit at the bottom. So you get to do that. And when is this book out? Do we know? Um, so I am just in the final closing bits of it because I was fortunate enough to win a Hay House competition. Um, I remember that. I yeah. Remember, oh, my God. I so let yeah. me give you the story. Um I was started working on it a while ago because so many people have said to me, Carly, when's your book coming out? Your story, it needs to be told, right? And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to start. Um, but I am a dyslexic genius, okay? I can talk forever, but put a pen and paper in front of me. There's spelling mistakes. There's grammar mistakes, right? And I'm like, okay, so I need to work with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my clients had that same thing. Like, I don't know what to do after I retire. I was like, what do you want to do? I love yeah. to write. So she's now a published author. So she became my editor. Wow. So bit by bit, we've been working through it. And one day I said to her during one of our meetings, just to let you know that one day Hay House are going to publish me. And she was like, oh, Carly, I love your ambition. But let's just just focus on, you know, on doing the self-publishing first. And I was like, no, that's cool. But I'm just letting you know, be prepared because Hay House are coming. Wow. About three months later, another client of mine went, 
Collie, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I was like, oh, funny, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I'm working on it now. And she's like, hey, how's someone in a competition? I was like, really? <laughs> so I entered this competition anyway, kind of like, again, divinely laid before me. Mm. Um, had uh, fortunate enough to get through stage one. Had an amazing weekend with some really, really amazing authors um, mm. and got partnered with um, David Hamilton, who's an amazing author. And, you know, he is like one of my mentors, like mm. Bruce Lipton and Joe Spencer, that look at the epigenetics and our ability to actually manipulate our cells, sure. but from a scientific viewpoint as well. Yeah. Um, so he became my mentor for six months. Now, I didn't win first prize, but David has offered to not only endorse my book, but to write my foreword as well. Wow. And, you know, it's just like the contacts that I've made and the pre-orders for the book that I've received just by be going through that journey. It's amazing. I remember when you got it and stuff, and I was so excited for you. I was so excited. I was just like really ecstatic. Now I've not been on your group for a while, even though I pop in and out. So I've, but I've not followed, I've not listened to, I think the last thing I listened to was something about Mercury, um, sort of like Mercury not being that great for you and anything else. Um, yeah. So what I'm doing with the team now is helping them to do a heavy metal cleanse. Right. Um, again, it's another way of really boosting your immune system, right? Yeah. So um, I'm basically, because a lot of people don't know what fluoride does to the system, right? No. And it's in your toothpaste every day. Yeah. They don't realize that the mercury in your silver fillings, you know, is a neurotoxin and it's causing all sorts of issues in the brain. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing kind of like a spotlight on different heavy metals that are in our system. So when I'm saying to people, okay, come on, let's go, let's do this cleanse together. They know yeah. why they're doing it, yeah. you know? Because often I think people just jump onto fad diets and they go, yeah, yeah, I want to lose this amount of weight, but they're not looking at the health. And they're not that. looking at it from long term. It's like, once I've lost this weight, I'll go back to normal. Yes. No, this isn't a diet. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, completely, completely. So I remember ages ago, you mentioned, did you have, get your own channel at one point? Yeah, so... God, you've done your research, girly. No, <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's, well, I have done my research because you're coming on my show, but um, I do remember well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not my own channel. So I got um, asked to be a co-host of Real Talk TV, which is yeah. a community television station based here in Nottingham. Um, so, yeah, so I'm a co-host of Real Talk TV. Now, because I am so crazy busy yeah. and... You know, I, I only have a lim limited amount of time that I can dedicate. Sure, sure. So I am a co-host and I've done a number of shows with them. And, you know, I've kind of given them a particular amount of time on a monthly basis. Right. I can't be on there every week because I've, you know, just no. the research. I think some people don't realise how much research we put into putting these kind of shows together, okay. right? Okay. You know, I don't just kind of think of a subject and then go, right, I'm going to talk about this today. No, we do, we go in and we research and we kind of get all this information together. So yeah. what you see maybe 10, 15 minutes in front of camera might have taken us four or five hours, okay. you know, behind scenes. Okay. Um, 
so yeah but it was super super honored to to, to oh, kind of be highlighted and go carly will you come and be a co-host yes please and, yes, it's, on real, and it's on real time tv so is that is that online we'll talk tv yep so um we'll talk realtalktv.com i'm gonna say um it's got its own website and it's also on facebook and it's also on youtube there are lots of different handles so yeah real talk tv um again i guess if you search for me carly if you kind of do carly Mellis blair and then go real talk tv it might come up i'll i'll type so when, whenever I'm looking down, it's because I'm just making sure that we've got some scrolls at the bottom so that people can find you as much as possible. So okay. finally, fine, no, actually, two questions. So what are your tips that you give to my listeners and I um, to take away from your vast amount of experience if we were going to be i don't know assume you've had sixty thousand clients which i'm sure you've you have if we were going to be six thousand sixty one thousand or whatever and stuff who would what would be the advice that you'd give us today find your joy and stay there whatever lights you up whatever you can't get enough of that's what you're supposed to be doing more of. Once you find and stand in your joy, everything else falls into place. It gives you more motivation to eat better. It gives you more motivation to go and find, you know, employment or work or start a business that you want to do. But without joy, none of it makes sense. Amen. Amen. And finally, because we're all talking about nature and food and everything else. What's your best healing food? What's your favorite healing food that you, you oh know? Oh, my God. There's so many. <laughs> the one that you could go, oh, my God, that's just amazing. That's the one thing. Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious me. Okay, so I couldn't live without lemons. Okay. I've got um, lemon water is and it's one of the first things that kind of really kick-started me on my journey of cleansing my liver cleansing my kidneys and really kind of helping them yeah. also you know giving me this kind of glow you know you are, it's, it glows from within you know it's kind of like this is a reflection because my liver is happy and my kidneys are happy yeah. okay I'm blessed with good genes but Yes. It's about what you put inside. So yeah, lemons, but you know, anything plant-based. Yes. Anything plant-based. Beautiful, beautiful. I've actually got some fresh turmeric there at the moment, and I'm gonna juice it and have it with some, like yeah, and I just have it with um some warm water just to sort of like get rid of any sort of like inflammation or anything. Powerhouse. Um, yeah. And that's why I say that was such a hard question because <laughs> We could have done a whole hour just on food, right? <laughs> well, we're going to have to come back because this was more sort of like for people to get to see you and sort of like say hello and for people to get to understand you. But also, you know, for me, I this I could do another hour with you and, you know, our busy schedules don't, doesn't, don't allow it. But <sighs> I'd be honored to come back. I, I just... You know, no, thank you. I just... it's It's so lovely to see someone else doing the food aspect but from a whole different element and body aspects and movement aspects and everything else and and like i say your journey has just been so inspiring if it if one person can connect to this story 
I think our job here is done. So exactly. for anybody that listens to this, by all me- by all means, share your comments. There'll be a space where you can put your comments below. If you want to get Carly, yes, you know, you can get her on Nature's Pharmacy on Facebook. You can also find her at Real Talk TV. And if you still can't find her, then message me and I will hook you guys up. But yeah. for now, Carly, thank you so much for coming. And it's been an absolute, absolute, absolute honor. And thanks for being part of my life because it's a gift. <laughs> thank you again. You know, it's 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 my pleasure, my purpose, and my passion. So thank you for having me on. Um, I love watching your journey and everything that you're doing over there as well. The whole travel journey was amazing. Seriously, and everything that you did over there, and then coming back and just kind of starting everything fresh and wow you know so i'd like to say you know inspiration and if we make a difference to one person's lives then our job's done thanks so much my love thank, thank you, you. Right, guys we will see you at the next talk where we'll have another inspiring guest but until now or for now should i say thanks so much carly speak to you guys soon take care, take care.